We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Cash Considerations, the Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Ricky O'Donnell. As always, I'm here with Jason Patton. Jason, this is our annual The Bulls Just Got Their Asses Kicked on Opening Night podcast. We do it every year, it seems like. we always... They won last year on opening night. They Come won on. last year, but <laughs> we've had a lot of losses since we started this podcast on opening night. Uh, and this is another one for the history books. Oklahoma City Thunder, 124. Chicago Bulls, 104. Final. Uh, This game was close in the first half. First half was an entertaining game. Uh, Bulls were getting up a lot of threes. They took 23 threes in the first half, only made six of them. Uh, But the team was getting to the line a lot. Got 15 free throw attempts in the first half. Seemed like, in general, the team was trying to play the way the front office and coaching staff described at the start of the year, which was to play faster, to get to the rim more often, to kick out and hunt three-point shots. And then, Jason, after a quick start to the third quarter, it all fell apart. The Thunder run away with the game from that point. This was an absolute blowout midway, you know, just even really at the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, With 10 minutes left, the Thunder had 100 in this game. In case you're tracking how the Bulls' number five overall defense (laughs) up year over year, not so good. 100 (laughs) with 10 minutes left to OKC. Uh, The Thunder looked awesome. I'm sure we can uh, chat about that a little bit later, but I think that team is going to be really legit. The Bulls, meanwhile, looked like a group of players that hated each other. There was one point where Nikola Vucevic got a technical foul for throwing the ball at the stanchion. Uh, He then came over to Billy Donovan and had words for him. And after the game, Jason, we get a report that the Bulls essentially had a players-only meeting. The tweet from Julia Poe of the Chicago Tribune, Billy Donovan says when he walked into the Bulls' locker room tonight, players were already in heated conversations. He asked if they wanted him to leave to handle conflict. Players said yes, so he did. 
Donovan emphasized that embracing conflict is key for this year's roster. Well, Jason, maybe that conflict shouldn't happen after the first game of the season. This just seems like a really bad sign. Uh, Many terrible things going on tonight. Really bad DeMar DeRozan game, really brutal Zach Levine game, and a bad Nikola Vucevic game. But just in general, Jace, I keep coming back to the score interview given by Mark Eversley uh, right before the season started, where he said, I quote, what we learned from our team was when we had exit interviews, they were a team, but they didn't really feel like a team. It's almost like you just show up, you go to work, you go home, you show up to the next day, you go to work. Well, Jace, uh, that sounds like the type of group you probably shouldn't totally keep together year after year. The Bulls I knew it. Continuity once already. It blew up in their face. They did it again this year, spending only about $20 million combined to uh, improve the roster with a one-year minimum deal for Tory Craig, a modest deal for Javon Carter. And Jason, this looks like a team uh, that is not going to be very good. It looks like a team that lacks cohesion despite taking a preseason trip to Nashville. Somehow that didn't bring the boys together. And this looks very bad. So, Jason, uh, Thunder 124, Bulls 104. Uh, How are you feeling right now after the game? Yeah, I mean, so I said coming into this game, Thunder. Love the Thunder just opening night test because I think the Thunder are a team that could be a lot of fun this season, that they could um, be a... I'm not going to say title contender, but playoff contender. They made the play-in tournament last year. Uh, they, I think they could take another jump this season. They have arguably a top-done player in Shade Gilgis-Alexander, and we saw that tonight. I mean, Shade Gilgis-Alexander completely controlled this game. That a best player on the court by miles and miles. Uh, not Just not even close. He was awesome. No matter who the Bulls put on him, whether it was Pat, whether it was Caruso, whether it was whoever it was. Like, I mean, he just full control of the game, getting to his spots, scoring, for mid-range, I think he had some threes, getting to the basket with acrobatic finishes, setting up open three-point shooters. I think the Thunder hit like seven or eight threes or something like that off Shea passes. So like like I said, I thought it was a great test. And the Bulls, they hung around for a while. Like they they, they started pretty well. They shot the ball really well to start. Uh, they were getting up threes, as you mentioned. Um, they did, obviously did not end up shooting well today. Like I'm not like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, like, why should the Bulls shoot so many threes? They didn't make any. I mean, their Bulls' best shooter shot like shit. I mean, Pat was 0-4. Zach was 2 of 9. Kobe was like 2 of 7. Vooch missed both of his threes. Uh, Carter was 1 of 4. So, like, the Bulls generate a lot of good open open three-pointers that I can't complain about. Like, I feel like they, for the most part, they weren't, like, passing up bad shots. They generated pretty good shots. You could probably argue that, like, once they got down there in the, like, second half, they started maybe forcing up a few, but... I liked in general a lot of the process offensively, at least to start the game. It was that third quarter. They 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 go on that run. They're down six going into the third quarter. Uh, they go on a seven zero run to start the third. They go up one, and then just basically from that point on, uh, kind of went down. It was kind of was kind of close there for a few minutes. Shea takes over at the end of the third. Uh, the Thunder's just heart starting everything, and like again, like. The Bulls play like ass, and like we can say, like the Bulls just the vibes are brutal with the, this player's only thing. We'll talk about that more. Uh, the Thunder, I think, could be pretty good. The Thunder shot like they made like 18 threes, 18 or 19 threes. They shot like 50% on threes. Like that's that is outlier stuff. Like that's they played, I mean, they generate a lot of good shots. So, like, maybe not super outlier, but um, Thunder shot great. The Bulls shot like shit. And like, I, I don't want to just dumb it down to the three point shooting, but uh, because the Thunder were just better than the Bulls tonight, but. 
Uh, I mean, the th- Shea took over, and the third quarter, I feel like the Bulls' offense did start like just kind of stagnating. Like we've seen the we we talk we the problems that we've talked about their offense just like standing around. Demar starts dribbling the air out of the ball. They start having to force up bad threes at the end or bad shots at the end of the shot clock, just kind of playing some hot potato. I think we started seeing that in the third quarter where the offense stalled out. Thunder just kept going and going and the Bulls, they fell behind, I think, by 13 or 14 in, in the third at one point. It got down to like nine going into the fourth and then the Thunder just kept going. Kaysan Wallace, Thunder rookie, comes in off the bench, drilling threes. Isaiah Joe off the bench. These dudes just fucking drilling three pointers. Uh, off the off the thunder bench, just putting a dagger, and then Shea just pr- pretty much puts the finishing touches on the game. Uh, just a really good, strong team performance by Shea by the Thunder reserve guys. Mark Danielle went like eleven deep in like the first fucking quarter uh, with with his with his rotation. Uh, but they have a lot of guys who can play, and we we kind of saw that today uh, for their deep teams. So, like the Thunder are a good team. Do I think that like the Bulls are like this bad? I'm still convinced of myself that they're, the Bulls are not like a bad team. But now, like seeing this stuff with the players only meeting, and like this, these vibes just seem awful. <laughs> like you have a players only meeting after the first game. Like I know you should be angry. You lose by twenty on your home court. I get you should be angry, but like you're getting reports of like, oh, the team needs to like talk it out, and they're yelling at each other, have heating words after the first game, after your kumbaya Nashville trip. Like that is brutal vibes, and after all the talk about continuity and cohesion and this is what we get for game one we get a team fucking yelling at each other in the locker room like that's just brutal that's brutal vibes like i said is this gonna set the tone for the whole season i mean maybe maybe the bulls are just gonna suck this year and like they and they blow it up i'm still convinced that's not gonna be the case i still feel like they're they still have enough talent where that's they're gonna be able to remain competitive for the most part so i'm not gonna like go super overreaction crazy here but i mean when you lose by 20 and you have this players only stuff, like the stuff's going to, I mean, people are going to make a big deal about it. And if they start, whatever, if they do start like spiraling, uh, maybe they do just suck. I don't, I don't know. So Rick, what do you, what do you make it? This, the players only meeting and after game one, it, it's, 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 it's the vibes are bad. <laughs> Jace. All I could think about watching that fourth quarter unravel was the first Bears game of the season against the Green Bay Packers. First time they're playing the Packers without Aaron Rodgers. You think this has got to be it. This has got to be the year that we finally hand it to Green Bay, take a step forward. And the season was very clearly over after that first game, Jason. And I wonder, are the Bulls running the same risk of the season being over after one game? Because nothing looked good. These players seemed like they hated each other. And the Bulls have really painted themselves into a corner with this roster where they have zero really good young players. You have Patrick Williams, who, you know, the whole fan base is crossing their fingers thinking maybe Pat can take a step tonight. Jason, same Patrick guy. Williams, he looked like the same guy. He was the least of the Bulls' worries. Tonight. Right. He was not the reason the Bulls lost. But he also same did guy. not have a good game. He had yeah. eight points on four of ten shooting. He did That's... not attempt a free throw. He grabbed three rebounds and I think zero in the first half. And he had four Patrick, assists, though. Uh, Patrick Williams, you know, he's he's a useful player. I like Patrick Williams. I think they should keep him around, but... Is he a star in the making? I mean, come on. No, he's the type of no. guy you want on no. your team just because he's a big forward. Tonight, yep. he defended Shea Gilgis Alexander. In future games, he will defend Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, whoever it is. Kevin Booker. It's great to have those guys. But 
you know, he's not, he's just not that not guy be a future star. Yeah. And uh, the bulls do have guys who should be stars on their team though, Jason. And all three of them played like yeah. straight up dog shit tonight. DeMar DeRozan, first of all, dude, brutal. Just, he looked old. Brutal. Looked like he was really going to take a step back and, you know, if I'm Demar, I'm trying to get any extension I can from the Bulls that, right now. Demar might be the biggest concern. If we're going to talk about the, the Bulls sucking, it's Demar taking like a legitimate step back. And again, it's one game, but like he looked bad, kind of bad in the preseason. I was like, oh, he's probably just like slow playing it. He's whatever. He's mailing it in, but like he was awful tonight. Like whatever. His his numbers twenty points, nine of twenty shooting. But, but like he was minus twenty nine, no impact, and he no impact. Like he, I mean, he was dribbling the air out of the ball, just kind of. And like he wasn't getting guys with the pump fake. Like no one was falling for that tonight. I think he only took he took three free throws, missed two of them. I mean, so maybe it's gonna take so take a little time for him to like work into the season. But like he just he looked bad. Like and if in a Demar takes a legit step back, this team is is going might actually be bad. Like if the, I, I I'm convincing myself that they're not gonna be that bad. If Demar is not, if he takes like a legitimate step or two back, maybe they will actually be that bad because like he has driven so much of their success the last couple of years with the crunch time scoring and just his consistent 25 to 27 points, like relatively efficient points per game. If he's not that guy and he's just like a pretty good player, they maybe they are gonna be totally fucked. Yeah, I mean, I think that that scenario is not only on the table that the season is already over after one game, Jason. I think that like it's kind of likely that the season's over. I mean, the team hates each other. Uh, first of all, Vooch, Vooch is just a dick. Vooch <laughs> is a hothead, and I think that Vooch and he wants and he hates. wants the ball. I think he still like thinks very highly of himself, and he like thinks that this offense should be running through him. And maybe you can argue it could be a little more, but like he finally still feels like that he's ang- he's angry that he's not getting touches. So like. Go ahead. Which creates a bad work environment for everyone else because he's very entitled, despite the fact that, like, yeah, I mean, you could make a case that Vooch should be handling the ball more often, but, like, dude, you've played a shit ton of minutes. You've taken a shit ton of shots. The team has not been good since you arrived. They paid up to get you. They overpaid to keep you in free agency. And, and, you know, Vooch was very mad on the floor tonight. It seems like Vooch hates everyone. It seems like Vooch was promised in the offseason, as he told us, that he was going to have a bigger role on the team. Vooch told us he re-signed because they told him he would have a bigger role. And he just looked like an entitled, whiny hothead out there <laughs> who lost his cool several times and it didn't do the Bulls any favors. If I'm the rest of this team, it's just like, Sort of tough to play with a guy like that. Then you got Demar, who just holds on to the ball too goddamn long. I mean, I love Demar. I think he's a wonderful personality and a cool guy. But you know, Will wrote that story about the lack of communication on defense just before the start of the season. Jason, yeah. as soon as I saw that story, I'm like, well, they hate each other, and this season is completely <laughs> fucked already. Even though, like, the last quote in the story is Caruso being like, "Just because we don't talk to each other doesn't mean the season's <laughs> fucked." Well, Alex, maybe it does because after one game the season looks fucked uh and then you know Levine he wants to be Kobe and he wishes he was on a real team with other good (laughs) players I do just like watching this game tonight like Levine's the last player introduced in the starting lineup like Zach this isn't going to happen for you anywhere else like you are the face of the franchise here 
I did like the way he was attacking the basket tonight. I thought his defense looked really bad. He was getting lost on Jalen Williams often early in the game. A lot of uh, horrible turnovers. For bad turnover. I mean, he had like two awful turnovers in the first like two minutes of the game. And I was like, oh, God, here we Which go. Which is a Zach staple. And if there's one yeah. guy I'm not worried about the rest of this season, it's Zach. Uh, He'll I be better. He's going to shoot better. On a story with yeah. my name on it, Zach Levine will start the All-Star game. Well, <laughs> holy Shit, Not a great start a for that campaign. Story. That was a bold prediction story. So it wasn't like, you know, yeah. I was trying to be, I was trying to do hot takes there. Hey, I did seven of I them. think, I do think Zach is going to, I mean, he shot bad today. He had some bad turnovers. I think he'll be better. He looked, his burst, I mean, he does, he looks very athletic. His burst looks like it's there. I guess the problem is just like if they do actually hate each other and he, he just starts like playing for himself, then maybe like he won't actually be good. So like that concern is there if they just don't have, that chemistry and cohesion, then he's just starts kind of going out there for himself. Then maybe they will, he won't be good. But like he's not going to, I mean, he shot four of 16 tonight. Zach has consistently been one of the most efficient scorers in the NBA. And he just shot like dog shit today. And that and it's the bottom line. Like we know the turnover stuff has always been a thing. His off ball defense always been a thing. Uh, but like tonight he just shot like shit. So like, uh, I d- I think he'll be better there. Like I said, he, I, you, he attacked the glass, he attacked the, the paint, Really well in the first half. He, I don't think he shot any free throws in the second half. Uh, he started the third quarter really well, and it's like, oh, maybe Zach's gonna get cooking. They're gonna take this game over, and then it obviously fell apart. But um, I am still, exact start the All Star games a bit much for me, but I still think Zach's gonna be good this year. And I do have the concern about if whatever the team kind of starts going under, and he just starts kind of playing hero ball and just goes, it could get really ugly. I mean, it's, we kind of saw it. Whatever during the boiling years, like Zach would put up some good numbers, and he just kind of play here, play out there for himself, and put up good stats. But the team sucked, and like, is that going to happen again? I don't know, maybe, but I expect some better games from Zach moving forward. Yeah, I think Zach will be okay. And well, Jace, one of my other hot takes in this post where I did seven bold predictions was the Thunder will make the Western Conference Finals. You know what else okay. I did tonight, Jason? Before the yep. game, I bet all the money in my you did. account. On the Thunder money line, the Thunder to beat the Bulls today, I just had a gut feeling like the Bulls were going to lose. And I only had $5 in my DraftKings account, so I won $5.70. The Bulls might be trending down, but my finances are trending up by $5, (laughs) Chase. And I always think if you got a bad feeling about your own team, you know, bet against them because things (laughs) probably aren't going to go well. Uh so another thing, Jace, second half, the Bulls just did not create any good shots. That was the bad. Entire the offense it fell was, apart. Yeah. They could not generate paint touches at all. In the first half, the Bulls shot 15 free throws. Even though they were taking and missing a bunch of threes, they were still competitive because they had a big edge at the line. And, you know, it was encouraging that they were at least. They had know, a lot of points in the paint the early, up. too, I think in general. In the second half, Jason, guess how many free throws the Bulls attempted? Three! Three free throws in the second half! Uh, And I think that that just sort of is the proof or the concept that, like, yeah, the offense just couldn't do shit in the second half. I think there was a shot clock violation in there uh, when Zach passed it to Kobe, like, way too late to get off a a look. Um, And just in general, like... They looked like shit. I thought the offense looked bland. It looked unimaginative. No one was cutting. There was Stacy called it out. Cool actions you see all over Twitter all the time that other teams do. 
uh, to try to get, you know, their shooters open with movement. Patrick Williams tried to take a movement three at one point in this game, and it was not horribly ugly and awkward. Zach Levine took nine threes. That's a good sign, but he had nothing today. Just looked like he was pressing from the very start of the game. And uh, yeah, dude, I think that the team just looked really bad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We keep going into it, but like when you hear players only meeting, Jace, on a scale of one to 10, where is your concern level? Uh, with sort of the season slipping off the rails, one game, but players only meeting, you know, how much stock do you put into that as being a really bad sign? So I'm trying to say- I, I told you, I'm trying not to overreact to one game. I mean, I don't even know what I say about overreact. Like, I don't think the team is that good, but like, I feel like based on all these like pr- projections and predictions out there, like me thinking the Bulls are going to win like 43 to 45 is like on the very high end. So many of this. So like, I feel like I'm like Mr. Optimistic, see red out here. And I'm like trying to talk myself into them not being that bad and still being like a pretty good team that can maybe challenge for top six. Uh, so like a game like this is like, well, they are just so fucking far away, but like, I'm what I'm looking at. It's again, the thunder, they have Shea who's awesome. They hit a million threes, which I mean, the bulls did give up a ton of open threes. So it's not like they played well defensively and got unlucky. They gave up a ton of great looks from three. And then the, the bulls shot terrible. From three. The bulls will shoot better from three. They, their best shooters all shot like shit. Again, Pat, Oh, a four from three, Zach, two of nine from three. I think Kobe was two of seven. Fooch missed both his threes. Uh, Javon Carter was one of four. All their good shooters missed a lot of good looks. Like they'll be better there. But like when the, the so like after the game, they lost by 20. I was like, whatever. Like the Thunder, I think are gonna be pretty good. You said Western Conference Finals. I think the Thunder team, Thunder team has a chance to be good. In my like when I did like a whatever, a fake, like whatever awards poll for clutch points, I picked Mark Deneau to win coach of the year. I picked Chet Holdham to win rookie of the year, and Chet got fucking d- embarrassed by andre drummond a few times if there was anything good about the bulls tonight it was andre drummond embarrassing chet holmgren multiple times but i digress on that so yeah i think the thunder are gonna be good and again i don't think that i didn't think the bulls are gonna be bad and then i hear this like players only stuff and it's just like again i don't want to overreact too much to that but you hear that kind of thing after one game and it's like what the fuck is happening here like uh especially after they d- they just talk the big game about the cohesion and continuity and the nashville trip to like have this happen in the Nashville trip. Yeah. And they try to talk in front of the Nashville trip yeah. for the and they, seven yeah. years. And they try to talk about that and whatever. And whatever. They're, they're, they want to embrace conflict. 
Uh, I mean, sure. Like, obviously, I mean, there's always like a lot of like good teams often go through conflict. Uh, I mean, we've seen like, especially in the age of social media, we hear this stuff right after games. Like, it didn't used to be like this. There, I mean, the, I'm not going to say the Jordan. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to bring up the Jordan Bulls. Whatever the Bulls, this Bulls team is obviously not the Jordan Bulls, but whatever. A lot of great teams over the years have dealt with conflict. Guys getting mad at each other. But those are also like in, insanely talented teams that could overcome that kind of stuff because you had like Michael fucking Jordan on it uh, and like other teams. But like when you have this mid team that has been mid for a few years now uh, and now you're already dealing with this after one game, that would bring my concern level up to probably from like a five. Like, so I was pretty level headed five, six after like whatever, just after the at the buzzer to like seven, eight, bringing it up to that after reading about this locker room stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like the bulls have already turned into a punchline. I, uh, just saw my boy PD Webb, who is above the break three on Twitter. He tweeted out embrace conflict is an all timer. <laughs> Hang it in the coach speak rafters. And that's Billy Donovan. Billy emphasized that embracing conflict is key for this year's roster. How about like scoring some fucking points, man? So <laughs> conflict. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Billy Donovan right now is basically the whatever the f- dog in the f- in the fire flaming house. He is Kevin Bacon in, in uh, Animal House. All is well. Remain calm. That's basically what he is right now. This is fine. Uh, that's Billy Donovan right now. We'll see. Maybe it will be fine, but ultimately that's like what the Bulls will be. Maybe they'll be fine. And fine is again, what? 42, 43 wins. And, uh, maybe they'll compete, uh, for whatever, a low end playoff spot or play in spot, which is, again, goes back to just the bigger picture, but, um, Whatever. Even besides that, we were hoping for a fun competitive season. We got like one competitive half, and now we're already like at doom and gloom. Everyone thinks we were down six in that half, Jason. It wasn't yeah. even that good of a half. We can't <laughs> hang our hat on a down six half. <laughs> uh, Jace, I mean, it's only natural to look ahead. And very similar to the Bears after their awful opener against Green Bay, it was only natural to say, well, the second game of the season for the Bears, it was against the Buccaneers. This is a must-win game for the bears and the bears lost and the season was immediately over. And for the bulls, the second game of the season is a must win game. And that sounds crazy. And I am very aware of that, but they're playing the Raptors at home. Fucking Raptors. They, the Raptors are a team that was basically just as good as the bulls last year. You know, very similar type of team. Everyone is yelling for both teams to blow it up. Both teams decide to keep it together to stay in the middle of the standings with key free agents heading into this season. Uh, And the Raptors won their opener. They beat the emergent Minnesota Timberwolves by three points. The Raptors also had a wonderful preseason while the Bulls kind of looked like shit in the preseason. And now here it is. Second game of the year, home against the Raptors. You're home again. On your home court once again. I'm going to say the Bulls can't lose this game if they do the season's over. <laughs> it's like a crazy thing to say. They could lose this game and win the next five uh, <laughs> because they played Detroit, Indiana, Dallas, Brooklyn. You know, like the schedule will get easier. Those next three are on the road, though. I mean, Indiana put up one. Indiana, I think, is going to be pretty nasty this year. 143 points. I know it was against the Wizards, but like Halliburton is sick. I think in general, a lot of people are like, the Pacers can take a leap this year, not contender status, but like a really fun up and coming team. And the Bulls had a lot of trouble with the Pacers last year. They blew multiple 20 point leads against them last season, I think. And even Dallas, I know, I mean, I'm watching Dallas and the Spurs right now. 
Dallas's defense sucks. They still have Luca and Kyrie, like, and that's in Dallas. Like, that's going to be tough. And I mean, and the Pistons pl- and the the Pistons, I feel like their vibes are awful too. But they almost beat Miami tonight. I think that might have been in Miami too. So like, yeah, this Raptors. If you lose, the, if you lose to the Raptors, you just get like beat around. I fucking hate the Raptors. I just, we've talked so much shit about the Raptors, like uh that they're gonna suck and the raptors have like a great preseason uh, and they as you mentioned they won tonight against minnesota and just again a classic raptors game it was like 97 94 just a slug it out ugly ass game so and it's gonna be it's the way they play it's the way their roster is set up with all their long athletes it's gonna be probably another ugly ass game just like every bulls raptors game is and it's just gonna annoy the hell out of me and if the bulls lose this game and especially if they get like punked again on their home court then it probably is like that might and legit might be teetering after two games. Yes, we agree, Jason. A must-win second game of the yeah. season, game eighty-two. I'll tell you what, Jace. I won five dollars and seventy cents tonight betting on the Thunder money line. You gonna bet on the Raptors? Get money on the Raptors on Friday night. The Bulls just looked really bad. I hope I'm wrong. And to be honest, it's hard to imagine Zach, Demar, and Vooch all playing this poorly again. Right. Unless you can see that they deeply hate each other and you never wanted to be together this season in the first place. Vooch told the Bulls he took a hometown discount to get more touches, but really no one else was going to pay his ass. Have we, have we gotten any have we gotten any player postgame tw- quotes from this yet? We've gotten Billy. Oh, I need to check the, uh, the old Twitter account. Casey Johnson. Unless they didn't make anybody available here. Let's see. Oh, Zach, talk. Here we go. Here, oh, yes. Hold on. We got some quotes. Vooch said he expressed frustration during third quarter exchange with Billy Diamond a little aggressively and said post-game players talk was very constructive. Great stuff. Zach Levine said Billy Diamond told him sitting for final 10 minutes of the second quarter and solely with his three fouls, not his early struggles. Oh, boy. Here we go. Zach Levine. I don't feel like we played with enough heart, and that's on us. It's acceptable. I don't, I don't think it's a, a thing people do on purpose either, but we got to come together during those opponent runs. So. Here we go. Game one. We are the Bulls are not playing it with enough heart. Uh, just some great shit right here already. Let's see if there's anything else. That, that was from Casey. Let's see if like our guy Cody has anything or Will from the locker rooms. I want to see if there's anything else here. Uh, let's see. Billy, Zach, same stuff. Still though, like, what do you what do you make of that? Ricky, yeah, we Zach don't play with says they're I mean, not playing Jason, with enough heart. Do you, know, Jason, do you have you do you not remember Gene Hackman from the replacements? You got to play with this. You got to play with heart. That's why they went with Shane Falco, and that's why he came back and won the game. You got to play with heart. Uh, I mean, it's very, again, it's very troubling to come out and say we didn't play with enough heart in the season opener. You've had this. All, you got all this continuity, and this is all. Oh, Boot just talked about how this is like last dance with this group, and you're coming out here after game one and saying you're not playing with enough heart. It's bad news. It's bad vibes. And you're having these having these uh players only meetings. Like this is just it's it's nasty business here. Jason, the face of the franchise saying we didn't play with enough heart after the first game. It's just you better win the second game of the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the season is done. And yeah, they'll beat the Pistons <laughs> the third game. Will they though? But the Bulls are staring at the number seven overall pick once again. And it's not going to save them. It's nice to have this time around. It's nice to have. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, the problems are so deeply ingrained in this franchise from the top down, from the lack of investment throughout the organization to their fact that they just embrace mediocrity. And uh, this game sucked. 
<laughs> I kind of think the season's over after one game. I kind of think this team needs to just be, you know, like the scene in the dark night where the Joker like gives the guys what he like throws like a pencil oh, yeah. or something. Like a pool cue, right? And he's just like, kill each other basically. Yeah. And one of you will get out. I got one spot here on my team. Kind of feels like the Bulls are in that uh, that type of situation, only they lack a leader as dynamic as the Joker. So I don't really see a way out for them. Uh, yeah, bad <laughs> stuff, Jace. Bad stuff. Ricky, is there anything you liked from tonight's game? Uh, as I mentioned, Andre Drummond uh, kind of embarrassed Chet Holgram a couple times. That was nice. He picked his pocket. He dunked in his face. He uh, put him on skates after picking his pocket. So that was kind of cool. Uh, Tory Craig hit three of four three pointers. His one miss was off the side of the backboard, which I like to call an honorary Michael Carter Williams because I feel like he put several sh- three pointers, open corner three pointers off the side of backboards. Like, I thought, I mean, Tory Craig played pretty well tonight off the bench. I know he was whatever, minus 12, single game plus minus, but he had 11 points. Again, three of four threes. He had four offensive rebounds. Uh, that was, that was a big, we talk about whatever the preseason talking points. The Bulls did have 13 offensive rebounds. Craig had four. Drummond had three. Um, we saw a few other, like Patrick Williams had, did have one really nice offensive rebound where he skied in and that led to a, I think it was a Zach three pointer. Um, anything else that you actually like? I mean, like we talked about Kobe in the preseason. Kobe's numbers. Kobe, again, he, he does. I think he looks better in terms of like whatever his handle looks better. But like his number, I think he's he's just another inconsistent shooting game. 15 points, 4 or 14 shooting, 2 or 7 from 3. He made he didn't know turnovers, 4 assists, but like again, he he made like a 30-foot three-pointer, but then like also missed several open threes. And that's kind of been Kobe's just like thing. Like Kobe is one of the few like t- guys on this team who has always shot threes, but just he's always been just so inconsistent with it. And like and I feel like that's keeping him from being like a truly like high impact guy like I, i'm glad they brought back kobe i'm fine starting him we talked he had a good preseason uh but like a game like today is just kind of like you see the limitations because he was also trying to guard, guard josh giddy and giddy was just going at him basically non-stop and shooting right over him and because he's still just kind of limited athletically and with his size and his wingspan isn't that big and because he's gotten he's gotten better offensively for sure or defensively for sure just i mean his effort getting around screens and stuff like that but you still see his limitations. He's still just like not like a high end point guard. So like I don't like the options that the Bulls have. Like I understand why they went with him. I'm fine starting him and seeing how it goes. But again, like inconsistent three point shooting. Uh, we saw him make some nice plays, some nice reads, but still also just like defensively got attacked a few times. So like he was fine. Again, Pat was fine. Just I mean the Pat numbers are basically the numbers he's had for throughout his career. Uh, and then besides that, I don't think anyone else played well. I mean, again, we talked about the mid three. They were all ass. Uh, I mean, Vooch had some like nice defensive plays. I guess he did block Shea. He had three steals and two blocks. So like five stocks is pretty good. But uh, whatever. He was a minus 19, only 11 points. He missed a few threes. He won free throw. He, I feel like he turned down a few good looks. Uh, and then like nobody else. I mean, Caruso was didn't really do much. Javon Carter didn't really do much. Uh, so is there, was there anything you like that actually was positive from this game for you? I like that uh, Carter and Craig were flinging that thing. They were actually getting the threes up. So that was cool. Uh, yeah, I think Tory Craig's going to be a good addition. I've always liked Tory Craig's game. 
And I think that, uh, you know, Carter, I just want Carter to play more. Carter should start already. Like, you know, just a big thing is like, were the Bulls going to be able to maintain their number five defense with Kobe in the starting lineup instead of Io? And like that answer is already no. Like Kobe's just too small. He's gotten better on defense. He's still not good enough. I'm not blaming this on Kobe yeah. at all. No. The loss for the the blame for this game falls the on the best players weren't good. Enough. Best players. It falls yeah. on Levine, Vooch, Demar. Yeah. That's they where were, the loss for not this good game enough. falls. But at the same time, Pat didn't look good. No. Kobe is the starter. I mean, we've seen this. You know, for you, that's the that is the and it's another problem with the Bulls. Like their starters aren't good enough, and like in, in terms of their ceiling, their starters not being good enough is a problem. But then, like also, like the other guys just also aren't good enough to like make up for the starters or their stars not being good enough. So, like I said, Kobe has his nice games, but like consistently, he's not that good. Pat again, yeah, has his flashes, but he's not that good. So, like those guys can't really raise, or we have not seen them raise the floor enough. And maybe they will. We'll give them time. Again, they're still young players, and I do think Kobe has looked better in general. But like as a starting point guard, he has never proven to be a good, a quality starting point guard. He wasn't when they tried him out a few years ago. Tonight, he was not good. He was fine at best. Uh, and Pat was just kind of what Pat's been. Fine. Uh, and like that. So like if you have stars who aren't good enough, and then your other whatever complimentary players are just fine. You have a team that's mid or not good, and that's as, and that's it, and that's it. And I guess you know one of the worst parts is that like if the worst case scenario really does happen here, which I think is the most likely scenario, <laughs> that the team just sucks. How can you possibly have faith in Karnaschovas to like salvage it? I mean, he's, is, he, is he delusional at this point? Like believing in this, awful, in this group, god awful talent evaluator, just like fucking garbage. In the draft, you're drafting Dalen Terry. They're they're not even going to pick up his third year option. He was a top twenty pick. They took him over Walker Kessler and Christian Brown. Uh, it's just not good, Jason. It feels over. At least with the Bears, you had like, oh well, we have Carolina's pick. You know, we're going to have our top pick. The Bears oh, have draft capital. The Bulls don't have draft capital at all. They have like- nothing. They have, they have no good young players. They have no draft capital. They waited too long to sort of kickstart the rebuild because they were in denial about the fact that, you know, they were heading towards the rebuild anyway. They held on to DeMar too long. They re-signed Vooch, uh, you know, and promised him more touches. And they all got on their cowboy boots and they went to Nashville, Jason. And guess what? They still fucking suck. This team sucked last year. <laughs> they brought back almost the entire team and they still fucking suck and they still hate <laughs> each other. And we have 81 more games to go. And I think if they don't win the second game against the Raptors, it's, it's Jover. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm not one for like making those grand uh, statements like that, but I, I, I as I kind of said earlier, like if they do lose to the Raptors and you lose like two home games like this to start the year, you're in big fucking trouble and you're having, and you're having team meetings and it's, it's just not good. And yeah, I mean, there is a chance that like whatever, like not trading DeMar could go down as like a huge mistake. And we'll see. I mean, they have until we talk about like, I think here's deadlines. Here's the thing, you don't know what they could have got for him. Right. So, I mean, you'll never know. Yeah. And at least they didn't sign him to an extension like Luch. At least you could just get off him. I think, you know, if you just lose him for nothing, like that's not, the worst thing in the world, I guess it would have been nice to get a 2027 Lakers draft pick for him, of course, but they fucked that one up. So yeah. 
<laughs> oh god um like i was gonna say something and i just totally forgot what it was but yeah we'll see man uh like i said i i don't want to come out and say it's totally over it's it's i'm not gonna say it's jover just yet not yet uh, but, but if, if, if they, they lose, lose the raptors? if they lose the raptors i'll i'll be like right on the precipice and then if they then also lost to the pistons on what is that saturday or sunday then I would absolutely be be there. If you start zero three, you lose to like the Pistons. That would just be like rock bottom already. Like I don't even like and this t- and you could and maybe you just see like the the locker room just like totally tune like whatever tunes everybody out and they just completely self combust. Um. So yeah, like just, so yeah, like whatever. Like I said, like losing this game like doesn't bother me just in general. Like in a vacuum, like a loss to this game, even a twenty point loss, it's like whatever. Like I said the Thunder played awesome. But now you get this other stuff too, and it's just like, here we go, here we go again, man. Like, we, we dealt with this with the boiling years, with the double loss, and all that bullshit, and it's just like more of the same with that. Like again, like you're one game in, and like I feel like this is gonna be like laughing stock stuff across the league, across social Basically, media. It's like the Bulls need to blow it up. Go ahead. We got a Vooch quote. Yeah, you know, go ahead. Vooch quote. This is from Casey Johnson, tweeted one minute ago. All right. Vooch on players postgame talk, quote, a lot of guys said a lot of good things, things that needed to be said. I think we can really use this to learn and change some things that we need to change. It wasn't anything crazy, no fighting or none of that. It was really constructive. It was maybe one of the first times since I've been here that this was like this and it was really needed. So, Jason, that's also just like a bad sign. It's like. <laughs> The spin zone has come out. Yeah, spin Players zone. only meeting after the first game. It's a good thing. And they have cleared the air. They've said what is needed to be said. And they will be a great team from now on. <laughs> a championship level. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, oh, yeah. you know, hey. I think you got you got to give Vooch, you know, you, let's see it, Vooch. Like, right. let's, come out and beat the Raptors. If you come out and beat the Raptors, all right. Like, then maybe you come out and you win a few games and then you go on a road trip. And you'll see what you got. But yeah, like you, as, as we, we just coming, keep coming back to it. If you lose this game to the Raptors, it's just like, shit, where is this? Is fucked. <laughs> All right. Well, so it's a must win game. Bay, the Bears lost to Baker Mayfield and the Bulls can lost to, lose to Dennis Schroeder. So uh, oh yeah, we have nothing more to say, Jace. It was a bad opener. We it wasn't quite as bad as the time they lost by like 40 no. to the Hawks. To Atlanta, yeah. That was like a 40-point game, like early third quarter. That thing was lost <laughs> from the very start. <laughs> yeah, that was the year before they got DeMar, and uh, that was a good sign from day one that that era of the Bulls probably needed to end. And perhaps this is a good sign that this era of the Bulls needs to end as well. It was always destined to fail after the Lonzo injury and... Yeah, what a bummer of a game, man. Bulls shoot 42 three-pointers. I like that. They only made 28.6% of them, but... Yeah, hey, I want to say, again, I'm going to say, like, right now, like, I think uh, I was getting some texts, and I think a lot of people are like, well, well like, whatever, the Bulls shot more threes. They didn't make any. Like, why should they shoot them? I think they shot a lot of good threes tonight. I think they generated some decent shots for the most part. Third quarter, again, was bad. The, the offense stalled out in the third. But like in the first half, they were 6-23 from three. Like I feel like all the threes they took were like good shots. Their best players missed a lot of threes. 
Pat again, Pat was 0 of 4. Pat's a 40% three-point shooter. Zach, two of nine. We know we know how good is of a three-pointer Zach is. They just miss a lot of shots today. And that's not just the reason why they lost. I mean, the Thunder fucking picked them apart. Shea picked them apart all all game. And like even if the Bulls shot a little better from three, they probably still lose that game because the Thunder offense just destroyed them almost all game, except for like the one stretch in like the end of the first quarter, early second quarter when I don't know why they had Shea and Giddy off the court at the same time. But like besides that, OKC's offense destroyed them. And like you lose that game no matter what. But like in the future, the Bulls, I think, will shoot better. They'll have some better games. That's why I still like I'm not like I'm not totally out on them yet. Unless they lose game two and then the season's over. <laughs> so and, and that's it. And that's it. I think we got nothing else, right? We're done. We've 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 set our piece for this game. Um it wasn't a good one. The vibes are not good when you have a players only meeting after game one. So we are teetering on the edge already. Ricky, you have kind of said this season might be over already. You've kind of put punted it to the next game. If they lose next game. We'll see. I'm punt. I'm punting it for the next game. And if they lose game two, uh, I'll probably say the 99% the season's over. And if they lose to the Pistons, then after that, I'm 100% there. Uh, so we'll Jason. see. I know we have a lot of loyal listeners out there and I really hope that one of them throws like they make an, you know, a clip of our strong words on this podcast and throw, throw it back in our face when the bulls win their 45th or 46th (laughs) game of this season. But as of right now, it seems like the bulls won't win 45 games uh, cumulatively until 2027. That's kind of how I feel (laughs) after this game. So it was bad. And uh, yeah, beat the Raptors yeah. and all's forgiven. Let's start with Zach Levine making some jump shots. Let's start with DeMar DeRozan. Not, not looking, looking washed. Bad. <laughs> and let's start with Vooch not being such a dick. Like just <laughs> some small areas of improvement overall. It's on, yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. And like I said, yeah, I mean, coming, in, like, coming into this game tonight, I was literally like, you know, like a, this season, like I'm kind of optimistic. And if the Bulls are like pretty good, I can say that I was on the Bulls optimistic train. Like I'm, I was right about them. And if they suck, uh, then I can just make fun of them and they'll be, and I can laugh at them while everybody's fired. And now after one game, we're like, all right, this team is cooked. They're toast. So then if we are, we do say this now and then the Bulls turn it around and they're actually good. And people can actually throw it back in our face, but I'd be happy about it. I would much rather love to watch. We've we we've been doing this podcast how many years now, and we have said this how many times. We don't want the Bulls to be fucking garbage because it's it's just not fun to watch. We would much rather talk about fun Bulls basketball and a lot of wins and a team that is actually competitive. Uh, like it could, it's fun to a degree to make fun of them and laugh at them and complain about how much they suck. But ultimately, we're Bulls fans. We want them to be good, so like we don't want them to suck. Uh, I mean, maybe you could say that you want them to suck this year because maybe that'll actually change the direction of the team. But that's what we did say a few years ago, and they changed a lot of the direction of the team. Now we're right, right back. Not we're not. It's obviously not as bad the, as the Bulls years, but we're like trending back in that direction. But ultimately, we want the Bulls to win games. We want them to be good. So like we're we're down on them right now. If they actually turn things around and, and are better than expected, I would love it. We would love to be wrong here. But tonight was not a good start. And the vibes are not good when you have a players only meeting after game one and you debt lose by 20 and these, and you have Zach Levine talking about how the team didn't have enough heart. Uh, it's not good. It's bottom line. Simple as that. You can't sugarcoat it. Uh, come out and beat the Raptors on Friday. 
Last thing I was going to say. Yes, go ahead. Last thing. He's mad. He's angry. He wants the ball more. Dude, like, he passed up some wide-open fucking threes tonight. He did the ball, Vooch. Hey, man, he wants it in the post, man. He wants to go do some work in the post. Well, Vooch, get out of here. (laughs) Why are you so entitled? I don't like it. I don't like any of it, Jason. Yeah, all right. That's going to do it for us here. We're watching the end of – we had a good Mavs Spurs here came to end the night here. Um, that's going to do, do it for us here on this episode of Cash Considerations, a Chicago Bulls podcast. We're back for this 23-24 season. Not a great start for the Bulls. But as always, please shout out to the Blue Wire Network. We love Blue Wire. Tons of great pods across the Blue Wire Network. The season is NBA season is back. Tons of great NBA content all across the network and other sports as well. Blue Wire's got a ton of good stuff. For us here at Cash, please rate and review us. Give us those five-star ratings. You could find us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all those fun places. Uh, you could follow me on Twitter or the place formerly known as Twitter at, at Bulls underscore J. Follow Ricky at SPN underscore Ricky. Go check out Ricky's hot takes for the or the bold predictions for the season where he talked about Zach Levine being an all-star starter, even if that's wrong. Uh, he has a bunch of thunder and thunder Western Conference yes. finals. Jason. That one looks good after that. That game. looks good. The goals are just terrible. Absolutely, that one looks good too. Uh, so check out Ricky's work at estimation.com. Also, please check out clutchpoints.com for a bunch of great NBA content and just sports content in general. So, Bulls, they're zero and one. We're teetering on the edge already of this season. Go beat the Raptors on Friday. The Trashers, we've talked talked so much shit about them. Uh, if the Bulls lose to them, we're going to be basically falling over the edge of the season's over. If they beat the Raptors, we're back. Uh, and then they play the Pistons, I think, this weekend as well. So we'll talk to you guys probably sometime next week. This has been Cash Considerations, HK Bulls Pod- Podcast. Talk to you guys next time.